Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. Our very own Shay Dillahunt James, uh, great sounds of music, wonderful days, bringing us to 22 minutes after two. Uh, that is your time here on Heart to Heart. And uh, yeah, my family, good afternoon and welcome to you. So Genevieve, thank you so much for that question. Uh, certainly will drop you a quick response um, as soon as we uh, cross over on the other side of three o'clock. My family, we are making way for the team broadcasting out. Uh, from Hartenbos, uh, that is Charles, Charles von Onselen, Dwayne von Rendsburg, Ormiahan out in the sun doing absolutely amazing work there, representing and taking the radio pulpit flag and flying it really high. So, uh, mighty big congratulations to the team uh, with the paw behind uh, the buttons. And uh, yeah, so that's where we're crossing over to on the other side of three o'clock right now. Uh, Vusi behind our buttons and uh, Pastor VTJ. Masakona coming through <laughs> my family on the other side of this quick break. Uh, yes, the conversation continues. We're talking about offense. And uh, yeah, let's see how uh, we can help one another cope uh, with relationships and just managing um, interactions with those that we love, especially during this time. Yongeza ilizulako kweli letu. Sigumamele yaye sifuna ukuva izimvoza ako. Ungatumela ku gospel at radiopulpit.co.za Okanyo tumele umiale zowako ku WhatsApp ku 082-657-2729 24 after 2, my family, that is your time. Pastor VTJ Masakuno <laughs> Goodness gracious me! Right, 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 right. So, 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 Here's what I'd yes, like ma'am. us to do. Can we please just, um, if you can, just, yeah. Sorry, we couldn't test the sound of air. Um, it, um, I'm getting feedback, and uh, there's a bit of a thing with the sound. So, can we just normalize? No earphones, no speakers, no all of that. And of course, let's try and see if we can, if we can get um, a bit of a better background. Hundred percent. How does it sound now? Uh, same uh, off off the earphones. I'll tell you what. Let's sort it out, right? Let, let's let's go off air and get it sorted out. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll we'll definitely do that. But listen, good afternoon, welcome. We we'll look forward to this conversation and uh, let's try and see my family if we can get uh, a really really better sound. Uh, taking a quick break. Mfundisi um, Masagona. We're talking about all things uh, offense. How do we manage it? Uh, how do we contain? How do we how do we deal with offense, you know, uh, in our relationship with others? Sanganyela nati, ubu kukula izimpilo zabandu. Uradio Pulpit, 657 AM. We are proud to finally announce the Pitch Your Business 2023 competition winners. In first place, we have Mathati Maimala, founder of INO Biodiesel a business that collects used cooking oil and converts it into clean fuel for construction, farming, and mining equipment, along with generators, fleets, and airplanes. In second place, we have Bridget Mtetwa, whose business is an e-learning hub that provides tutoring and mentorship services to primary and high school students across South Africa. And in third place, we have Litagazim Kombe who offers a literary app that allows South Africans to earn an income by publishing their work online. Pitch Your Business 
is brought to you by the Northwest University's Faculty of Economic Management Sciences and its Beehive Enterprise Development Center, IM Youth, Radio Pulpit and Radio K Pulpit in partnership with TBN Africa. From your ear to your heart to your mouth to your feet, join this live on 657 AM. So the last time we had this conversation, my family, I think uh, the take home uh, was really understanding how not to uh, empower, you know, uh, all of us to a place where we are offending people uh, because of the the uh, what do you call the, the the narrative that sort of speaks to the issue of offense. Whenever we talk about offense, um, as especially as 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 Christians, we always talk about offense from the point of view of the one who is offended, and and not always from the point of view of the one who is offending. And so, the, you know, the biggest take home uh, for me from that conversation in Fundisi uh, was really just understanding how not to empower. Uh, each other to continue offending because we've given so much responsibility to the one offended to not take offense. Um, I remember a powerful statement that you made. And look, it was part of my Christmas uh, uh, lunch conversation. I took it to Christmas. And yeah, we came out of wow. that. <laughs> you, have, you have officially invited us to your table two days ago. Bona, bona, I mean, you know, it was, no, but it was a thing, you know, because I think it's such a, it's such a huge, it's such a yeah. huge, what do you call it? Um, it's such a huge uh, social, socially accepted yeah. interpretation of offense, you know, that we really, really keep the one offending, you know, on fine print. They, they are, their role in this whole thing is always kept on fine print. It's about the one being offended, whether or not they take offense, etc. Anyway, so that's where we are at, Mfundisi. I don't know, any, sure. any updates yeah. from there? No, I think one of the beautiful things that really popped up for me from last week's conversation before we really hit the nail on the head on today's conversation was the the matter of equally taking responsibility right. mm-hmm. on how to deal with offense. Mm. I think that's a monster that can be a monster in the room mm. uh, that can divide blood brothers, blood sisters, mm. you know, family, friends, relationships between spiritual leaders and, uh, you know, spiritual followers as well and mm. all of that. And it can be such a monster that can cause such the other side of it, which mm. is what we're going to really deal with and expand on today, is the fact that what you don't deal with will deal with you. Mm, 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 mm. And t- that's really powerful, Mfundisi. I don't know. I mean, I've been saying powerful since 12 o'clock today. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> everything, seems, <laughs> everything seems very I think, powerful. I think you are powerful. <laughs> the pun is intended, by the way. <laughs> Anyway, so no, no, no. Seriously, I mean that's that, that's amazing. Um, yeah. Earlier yeah. on yesterday, uh, in fellowship, we were having fellowship, uh, you know, uh, with 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 our team and 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 all of that. Yeah. And one of the things we're reflecting on is the life of Jesus, right? And how, as mm-hmm. a discipler, 
he handled himself throughout his ministry. One of the things that we were looking at specifically yeah. is is Peter and how Peter did not apologize to Jesus. It was Jesus Mfundisi. He had a right to be offended. I mean, please, you know, he had every right after that incident of Peter denying yeah. him. But we we don't see Peter saying, Lord, I'm sorry. We, instead, we see mm. Jesus going to look out for Peter to find Peter and to restore Peter. I mean, that that is overwhelming. I don't know if I could ever do that. Yo, you know what? I think one of the things that we need to see is not to love the miracle-performing Jesus only, but also love the human life or the living Jesus right. in his human form. Many are the people that are attracted to his miraculous side, but often would not study and accept and embrace mm. his living side. Mm. And the life of Jesus is so critical, you know, uh, for us as humans. The Bible says in the, in the book of Hebrews that we have, therefore we have a high priest mm. who sympathizes with us because he understands all our weaknesses. He has lived this life and he has been tempted to offend. He has been tempted, uh, you know, to retaliate, to do all of those things. Mm. So we are not dealing with a high priest who does not know what we go through. So what better way to be able to emulate his life than to learn and to understand and to see his life as how he handled Peter. And I want to say this even mm. from a leadership perspective. It is important how we handle the Peter who disappointed us mm. so that we can have the Peter who will preach on Pentecost. Come on, come on. The Peter who will continue the legacy so of the church. Yeah. Sure. So critical. It is important of how we handle the Peter who disappointed us so that we can have the Peter who walked on water. It is important how we handle the Peter that disappointed us so that we can have a voice even when we are no longer here. And it's as, as difficult as it is at times, we must be consoled by the fact that it, is, it was no less difficult for Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, it was no less difficult for Jesus. The Bible says Peter even denied him three times. But Jesus says, go tell Peter and the disciples that I am back. I have resurrected the Son of Man or the Son of God has resurrected. Now, it is so, so important for us to come when we deal with offense. And, you know, maybe this is actually leading us to the conversation today. Yes. When we deal with offense, we must deal with offense looking at the bigger picture. Mm-hmm. Many people, unfortunately, do not resolve or deal with offense because they are event driven they are not purpose driven i'm gonna break that down shortly Hmm. people don't deal with offense because they are event driven not purpose driven the matter of judas being part of jesus's ministry (laughs) and being the disciple who eats from the same dish with jesus jesus has asked a question says father the Lord, who will betray you? Is it I? Is it I? Peter asked this question. You know, everybody is worried. The man, you just said somebody's going to betray us. Who is this person? And Jesus says this thing. He who will dip or who has dipped in the same dish with me is the one who will betray me. Now, the, the, the interesting part is the fact that Jesus did not cancel Judas's eating even when he knew what Judas was up to. 
Why? Because Peter would never take Jesus to the cross. James would never take Jesus to the cross. Mm. Matthew would never take Jesus to the cross. Luke, you know, Bartholomew, Nathaniel, every single one of them would never take Jesus to the cross except Judas. We can really... We can really <laughs> talk about how he did it. Yeah. We can deal with that later. I'm not too concerned about that for now. My concern is more related to the fact that with the knowledge of who Judas was in his ministry, hmm. Jesus fed him. Because the event of betrayal was just that, an event. But the purpose of the cross was bigger than the event which is the fact that I have to save humanity. And no one in this table will get me there except this guy. You know, it's, 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 um, what's the right word? It's tricky talking about uh, yes. Judas. It's very tricky. Yeah. Because, very tricky. Yeah. Because I think that the, the, the question or the conversation around Judas, and I mean, there's so many lessons to draw from there, right? Uh, granted. But I think, yeah. obviously, when it comes to things like your offense and how, you know, he was used or he was necessary for the cross, I think there's certain questions that we will only know when we when we see Jesus face to face. We are understandable. I mean, for example, <laughs> I love it. We yeah. understand it because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, you know, I wonder just from a character point of view and a uh, conflict yeah resolution point of view come on could judas not have done better come on you know you know what i mean um sure was there no recourse available for judas when he realized his first mistake that he was now in agreement with the roman soldiers and that he had given the life of jesus for third like could nothing be done between then and allowing the plan to unfold type of thing but anyway we digress um I'm, I'm, I'm saying this in Fundisi because I think sometimes when we try and make sense of some situations in which offense occurs, yeah, I don't know if using the, the example of Judas, we can maybe agree that, you know, really it is a lot better to just absorb, accept and move forward. Yes, because there's certain situations that are just unexplainable, you know, and to hold yeah. on to them only breaks relationships and not makes them. So here's, here's my submission, specifically with Judas. When we talk about recourse and um, him coming back to the right path when he has realized his error, he, you know, as we would call it now, and him agreeing with, um, with the Roman soldiers, mm. I believe that the recourse could have, the moment of recourse could have also been not only at that instant when he realized he had agreed with the Roman soldiers, but after Jesus, Jesus had been caught and arrested and all of that stuff, there was a point of which path to undertake. Mm. Do I now, mm. you know, um, take a journey of repentance for what I've just done? Or do I now, for lack of a better word, you know, get away from repentance and just, you know, accept that this is it and I've done it and that's it, mm. you know. And I do think that like you say, there are certain questions we might get an answer when we get when we get to heaven when we're sitting with Jesus. Mm. But there's a possibility that Judas would have sat there and said, Man, I can't go back to these guys. 
I can't or I can't repent of my sins. I will never mm. be forgiven. Mm. Uh, so therefore, let me rather to take this path uh, that I'm going to undertake. And we know it because we are we are from a reading perspective. Right. However, I do feel that the most important thing I want us to really drive home in mm. this instance or in this story is not necessarily the act of Judas per se, but it is the handling of Judas by Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our Judas might not take us to the cross and get us killed or mm. get us, you know, um, crucified, for lack of a better word, physically so. But our Judas might actually get us hurt. Our Judas might actually get us, you know, um, in a different setting altogether or whatever. Eventually, we then realize that if I was to respond to this guy and nullify him or kill him or destroy him now, I might be damaging my purpose Hmm. more than I might actually be dealing with him. And this is the principle that I want us to draw out. Hmm. At times, we miss the element. People have lost ministry. Hmm. Um, I uh, have lost, you know, calling. They've lost direction in the sense of what God has called them to. All because they wanted to respond to what they were justified to respond to which might have been in the form of an offense. Mm. And when they responded, they wrote the scathing letter or the scathing review or the scathing voice note, whatever it is, you know. And when you listen, you're like, whoa, is this Umfundisi? How can Umfundisi speak like that? How can, you know, how can it be like that? And today you find that the thread and the element of their ministry mm. was locked in how they handle that particular situation or how they handle that particular offense. That could have been ministry on its own that would minister to the next person, that would minister to, you know, to to the third, to the fourth, to the fifth person. Mm. And I want to say this, how we handle the, offend, the offender will also give us an opportunity of how we will be handled just in case we offend. Because not sure. everybody intentionally offends. Mm. You know, sometimes I can offend you unintentionally without even, in, and I don't even see the offense until you bring it up to light. And you're like, you know, I heard mercy on you because I could see how you were merciful to others. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who trespass against us or who sin against us. And it's important for me to understand as I handle this offense, what kind of a seed am I planting? Fundus, is it still an offense um, if you yeah. offend unintentionally? Uh, you see, it it is. Yeah. How is that an offense? Because so here it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. No. Uh, how is that an offense? Uh, because yeah. in my heart, you know, um, yeah. somebody said <laughs> the other day. You know, complexion, you know, talking about because I was coming from, I told you, I was coming from Limpopo, and yeah, no, the sun really dealt with yeah. me, right? Look. <laughs> <laughs> no feather coming. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and so, <laughs> look, it is what it is. The point is, I was sunburnt, I was dark. Da, 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 da. So, it's it's on a normal day, you know, where the temperature is um, yeah. 19 degrees, you know, everything. Yeah. On a normal day, it's not necessarily the best of things you can say to someone, right? It's not, okay? But, yeah. And I could have been offended by that. But I understood that that person, there's noise, they're going to wake up from their bed wanting to offend me. So why, let's just say I was, 
I had taken offense, would that be a valid yeah. offense, Mfundis? It would be valid in the sense of the the, the statement we made last week is very important. Mm. Offense is not only sent, it can sometimes be taken. Right, okay. And this is where the dual responsibility of the offender and the offended sure. also comes into play. Sure. Because one of the things that prolongs offense is when you undermine my experiences of how I experienced that particular situation oh. or that particular event. Nice. And at times we must constantly ask ourselves, if I was to say, I, I, I really do not mean it like that, please do accept my apologies. It was not my intention to make you feel like that. Mm. What do I lose? Rather than to stand on the one side and argue my point. But no, you can't take offense with that. Well, I don't think you are. you have a right to determine what can offend me and what can't. However, I do think you have a responsibility to see how we can even mend the best way we can really uh, our relationship and our journey going on forward. You know, and and I want to say this last thing when people say uh, the following statement when when they're de- especially when they're dealing with offense, they're like, "Hi, I I don't care anymore how you feel mm-hmm. because I've tried everything." The moment you say I don't care, it tells me you actually do care because you had enough time to actually realize you don't care because you actually care in the first place. So it is important for me to actually come to a place of saying, at times there are things that I don't lose anything by really taking this gauntlet and saying, man, you were not supposed to feel like that. I thought it was a light joke. I I really thought it was a lighthearted moment. Um, And my intention was not that. We don't lose anything. Mm. However, the offended also has a responsibility again. And I'm not letting them go as well this time around. The offended also has a responsibility. Number one, as best as you can, trust the motive of the person that spoke. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you build a mountain out of a molehill. And it's not necessary, guys. Mm. It's honestly not necessary. We We cannot really honestly be sticking around certain issues and making them a lifetime-changing issue mm. when it was just something that happened at once. Number two as well, learn to accept the genuinity at times of the, Apology. you know, of the offender. Yeah. 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 Hundreds, to say, man, please do forgive me. Yeah. No, hundreds. You know? mm. Let's let's not labor and labor and over labor and you know until we we, we even go to the Department of Home Affairs and change our names to Labor Masakona. No, <laughs> like it's really really not that significant. Let's come to a place of saying I I really accept your apology. I thank you so much for being you know for being man enough or woman enough to come in you know and, and apologize. <laughs> and I really hope we can build going on forward because that then gives me the responsibility as the offender Mm. to be cautious and aware that when I talk about your hairline it is really something so close to you because you've been trying to work hard on it Mm. or when I talk about your 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 you know your burnt um hand or something like that it's really something that really holds you know some sort of value in Mm. your life and you wouldn't want us to address it as such Mm. sure and I mean, you know, uh, we always talk about uh, maturity, emotional, um, the, the quotient, um, a high yeah. emotional quotient when it comes to dealing with things like offense, because the lines are always very blurry. Um, there's um, a, a, yes. and, and I want to just hone in, you know, on the issue of, you know, the importance of just taking the sincerity of the apology right we we yeah. you see the thing i think that one of the questions that we didn't answer last week in front was the issue of discernment right when you are able to discern 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and hear beyond that because there are some apologies where you listen and you can't hear anything. You can see the mouth moving, but actually you're not hearing anything because actually nothing is coming out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and that's infuriating if you've been offended because then, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you try and figure out why are you even apologizing? Why don't we just take a moment and then let everybody take their time and then we come back and we talk about it if it's necessary. You know what I mean? But okay. Here's the big thing I think that I am learning. Uh, There's a scripture in the book of Proverbs, chapter 10, and it says, Where Mm -hmm. words are many, sin is not absent. (laughs) Right? But he who holds his tongue is wise. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. So actually what it means Is that when I second guess Your apology Even when I know that this apology Is coming from another place Which is not your heart You know Actually I am the one with wickedness of heart If I second guess your apology Because my duty is to accept your apology Your emotions are difficult I've just decided (laughs) But there's also There's also an emotional Sorry a a matured uh, You know approach which which really is necessary for us mm. um i can tell you right now uh, and i know you know i'll be vulnerable with everybody uh that's listening to us the three and a half or so years i've known you mm. if you were to offend me mm. and you came and apologized to me mm. because of how i know you and who you are mm. And and when it comes to light, or I feel that the apology that I'm receiving from you mm-hmm. really honestly does not does not really bear genuinity to mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. I will not deny your apology. Number one, mm-hmm. number two, I will not necessarily accept your apology at the same time. Right. However, I will voice out to you, Ayanda, thank you for taking the time to really apologize, but I'm not. I'm really not settled about I'm not this convinced, thing. yeah. Um, mm. I do feel, yeah, I do feel that mm. your apology really lacks, um, you know, a genuine tone to it. Um, maybe I'm the one that's mistaken, but please do take a moment. Let's take a moment and think about this. Mm. Let's revisit this conversation. What am I doing? I am valuing the relationship Hundreds. more than just the acceptance of just mm. saying that words came out of your mouth. Mm. Therefore, let's move on. It's not true. Words do not just come out from your heart. They must come out from your heart. Mm. Number two, I'm telling you, I know you well enough to actually be honest with you mm. and comfortable enough to actually be honest with you and say, no, but I'm not happy about about the way you're handling this thing. Mm. Um, I feel like you're just saying this so that we just build a bridge and we go on. And this is one of the things that mm. is very subtle that really promotes the the health and the and and the and the continuation of offense, mm. especially in relationships, you know, marriage and, and otherwise, you find that people just say things just to let the moment pass. Mm. But I know you well enough to know you're not in the moment. You're not meaning this. Mm. You are not committed about this thing. You are just saying it so that eventually um, we can say we can say that it was done. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know? Yes, that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly, yeah. You know, yeah, the see, and, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, I beg your pardon. No, no, no. Eventually, I wanted to say, ultimately as well, it is that co-responsibility that we're talking about. Mm. Don't ever, 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 ever just let it become a thing you're just doing. Be fully committed to it. 
be righteous about it mm. and be honest about it. Because then you can sit in a position of saying, no, no, I'm really, really being genuine with you. I, um, mm. I don't know how more I can express my genuinity, but please, um, I, I promise you, I'm not really honestly doing this just to get sure. out of, out of it. I'm really doing it because I love you. I appreciate our relationship. Mm. Um, and I'd really love to continue our, our journey together the way that we were. If, if not, I totally understand because of what has happened and all of that stuff, you know. You know, Mfundisi, uh, the, the, the thread here, I almost feel like we've hit a solution today um, that really uh, holds or calls both parties in any relationship, regardless of the type level yeah. or whatever, to, to yeah. be equally responsible in their investment into this relationship. Because if yeah. you are invested in that relationship, um, you, you are yeah. not going, no offense, quite frankly, uh, and seriously, no offense should break break mm. relationships apart. Relationships mm. don't break apart because of offense. They break apart when people have gotten to a point where they are no longer willing to invest in that relationship. Investment says True. exactly what you've just said. That True. look, Ayanda, I, I know you. Uh, so yes, you've apologized. But actually, you know what? I don't take it. So we've also dealt with... Uh, offense sometimes coming out of how we say things. We've dealt with that. And I think if you include all of those things, it, we, we need to be invested in our relationships. Maybe, Mfundisi, maybe yes. offense sometimes yeah. comes up as a signal. Maybe it's a wee, wee, wee to show us that our relationship yeah. is in ICU. We, yeah. M- maybe, ne? Yeah. Maybe, True. because it's I'm... I'm thinking about it now that mm, actually, if I am unwilling to accept your apology or to hear you when you are saying I'm sorry or to even believe, you know, uh, you when you're saying I'm sorry, yeah. it means I'm tired. It means I've, I've checked out emotionally. I have nothing to invest there. Yeah. 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 And I think it's, it's such a beautiful thing to also bring into this conversation when when we talk about checking out and you know, and really not be not be invested anymore. Mm. It's important to also be honest when the relationship has for lack of a better word Rich has out by date. You. Yeah. No, 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 no. And you say no no man, I think um our paths are different, <laughs> our directions are different and I think it's important to, to acknowledge that. Um and I'm not I'm not really fighting you or anything. I just feel like yeah we've reached our our sell by date or our Best before date. <laughs> yeah. And we move, we move on. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of work that people do to keep the idea of what has already expired. Hundreds and fundis. You know, in 2024, because we absolutely have to, we have to close this. And I think we've done so well, um, in addressing the, the offense issue in Fundisi. So many words that I can pick yeah. up, but there's a whole lexicon. Maturity, uh, response handling, reacting, um, uh, uh, trust, yeah. you know, discerning, loving the person enough, investing yeah. in, so much has come out, right? I think next year in Fundisi, can we just talk about the importance of relationships? And I'll tell you why. Because I think, you know, in this information age, We've really come to a point where we are no longer we we're not in we, we're investing in things and not in people and it's so sad, it's so because things it's tend a to sad keep situation. yeah it, it, for some reason we've gotten to a point as a generation where things are keeping us happier than people and so we disinvest yeah. in people and we invest in things, you know and we expect relationships to work I, it 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 boggles my mind. Um, 
I think let's talk about the value, you know, the, the true value of relationships. We had a, a discipleship uh, yeah. session the other day and I had a question yes. that I was asking about what do we actually do with relationships? Do we even have a door out? Is there a way out? If I have a relationship with a friend of mine, you know, or a discipler, uh-huh. is there a way out of that relationship according uh-huh. to scripture now? And in scripture, for instance, there's nowhere where there's provision for a way out of any relationship. Somebody, can someone please tell me where we are given permission out of any relationship? You know what? Hey, I am. <laughs> We're going to talk about things. Yes. Um, keep me in my word in that. We're going to talk about things and people. Yeah. Uh, but I want to bring you to almost a reality, a realization. Yes, we we prefer things. Because things are easier to handle than people. Mm-hmm. We prefer things because people, mm-hmm. things are more predictable than people. They are programmed, remember? So it's easier to predict what they're going to do. And we can control things. That's the third thing I wanted to bring you to. We prefer things because they are easier to control than people. You shall have dominion over the beds of the sea, over the beds of, sorry, over the, the, the beds of the air, the fish of the sea, and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Nowhere does it say you shall have dominion over people. So we don't like the work. And this is where I want to talk about. And hold me to that, right? I will. When we talk about yeah. people, you will realize that there are people that run away from people because of the amount of work they have to do on themselves in order to be able to live with people. So they rather run away and pretend like it's people that are the problem. Meanwhile, it's usually them <laughs> that are the problem. They need to work on themselves. Right, and I want to I want to put a, a very a very you know um, difficult statement that many people might not uh, might not pick out from the scriptures. Mm, mm, the mm. problem was never lot. I come on, you some fundis. The problem was never lot. The problem was Abraham wanting to take Lot where he's not supposed to be, and I'm telling you, the problem is not the people. No, it's you. You are the one. And that's why it was not Lot who was supposed to say, let's separate. It was Abraham who was supposed to say, let's separate. <laughs> because they had to, it, Lot was not in, did not invite himself. He did not bring himself. He was invited by Papa Abraham. Mm, mm. So when in- Papa Abraham brought him on, then he needed to resolve that issue as well. Wow, Fundisi, I don't know what I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do with myself. Right now, I'm just hearing, we, 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 I'm going to get a... Uh, <laughs> Because all of a sudden, this conversation has turned and it's bringing me, it's exposing me. You know what I mean? <laughs> this conversation was supposed to be just a conversation. Man, I'm just glad it was not, the conversation was not brought by me. That's all I know. I'm gonna say. I know. That's what I'm saying. <sighs> anyway, so Funisi, look, we have to let it go uh, right here. And man, it's been such an amazing year. Uh, we've already said this last week. We truly appreciate you, Funisi. We truly love you. We truly thank oh, the Lord for your man. ministry. Thank you to Mum Fundi. See uh, what we see. Um, <clears throat> there's always a power behind that. And yeah. So, you know what? Appreciate you. Love you long time. And we'll chat to you here on the program on the flip side of the year. Yeah? Most definitely. Love you guys too. And thank you so much. And uh, everybody, let's enter the new year expectant, ready, and, you know, excited about what God is going to do. Amen. Amen. Awesome Amen. Stuff. Pastor Mfundisi, VTJ Masako and my family, and that's how we leave it. Yo, uh-uh. it, 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 look, look, 
this conversation uh uh-uh. yeah anyway so absolutely amazing I, th- I hope you've learned something we love you very much i'm gonna respond to you genevieve and uh, my family the next time you and i chat will be on the 31st of december in the morning yes 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 uh in the meantime crossing over to hartenbos right uh Dwayne van Rensburg, uh on the other side of the mic on the other side of three o'clock we love you appreciate you and the lord bless the rest of your week do you need prayer WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.